This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. That's right. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from mysteries, thrillers, biographies, and of course, true crime. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month from their catalog to keep forever, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Audible members also get access to thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, exclusive new series, and this very podcast you're listening to now. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy. And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash check the locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today. Warning, Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome back to Check the Locks Podcast. As always, I'm John Connor saying thank you for joining us as we dive into yet another truly terrifying true crime case. You may notice that I'm doing this introduction alone, but not to worry. We will have Olivia with us here in just a few minutes covering this week's story. But before we begin, just wanted to give a huge thank you to the listeners for being supportive and patient with us as we go through this transitional time. I have been in Florida helping my family and things of that nature, so I am finally home. And the good news is we will be back to normal by next week. So again, thank you for your patience. Thank you for hanging in there with us and still listening. And again, people reaching out and being supportive has been absolutely amazing, and it really has touched my heart a lot. I I just can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And with that being said, we could not let another episode go by without hearing from my amazing co-host, Olivia Cornu. I have missed her. I have missed sitting down, doing our recording sessions. I say it all the time, but it really is one of my favorite things to do to get to sit down with Olivia and go through these cases and things of that nature. So the great news, even though I was out of town, Olivia actually recorded an episode on her end. We're going to be covering a case out of Ohio. We're going to get to that here in just a second. But again, just wanted to say a huge thank you. We hope your week is going well. Hope your family, people you care about are doing well. And this should be our last wonky donkey kind of episode. Next week, we will get back to normal. So without any further ado, because I just missed hearing her voice, Olivia, let's get into this week's case. This week, we're going to do a little bit of a shorter case. Um, And some of y'all may be familiar with it as it happened during the beginning of the pandemic. And so most people were at home and watching more television. So in March of 2020, 19-year-old Sydney Powell was a student at the University of Mount Union in Alliance, Ohio. Back at home, she had her mother, Brenda Powell, her father, Stephen, and her younger brother. Brenda was a child life specialist at Akron's Children's Hospital, 
where she had been an employee there for 28 years. Brenda and Sydney were best friends. Sydney Powell and her longtime friend Lauren Curry lived together on campus at Mount Union. The friends had been inseparable since high school. Curry was surprised when Sydney told her she would be moving away at the end of February to figure things out. Now, according to Mount Union, Sydney had been struggling in school. She had been suspended after failing three classes during the fall semester in 2019. Despite being suspended, Sydney continued to attend her classes and regular sorority functions. It was not until later that the administration would have a formal sit-down meeting to discuss the need for Sydney to move out of her dorm. When administrators offered assistance to help Sydney notify her parents, she refused, claiming that Brenda and Stephen already knew her situation. Now, Sydney did not move out of her dorm room until February 24th. Shortly after she moved out, she was spending time at hotel rooms paying for them with cash so her family wouldn't find out. Now, Stephen Powell became confused and confronted Sydney about why he was unable to pay her tuition and that he didn't have access to her online school portal. She lied and told him that it was just a website error within the university. Now fast forward a few days to March 3rd. Brenda Powell was making a phone call to Mount Union University to discuss Sydney's enrollment status and pay her tuition. During this call, the administrator on the other end heard screaming and repeated thuds. This was clearly alarming to her. The noise went on for about a minute and a half. When the call dropped, Gaffney, who happened to be the administrator, called for a second time. When there was no response, she notified Mount Union police. Gaffney claimed that it sounded as if someone was being attacked. Now, the Mount Union Police Department notified the local station, who quickly arrived at the Powell household. When they arrived, Sydney was hysterical. She appeared to be in shock and was catatonic laying on the floor. She had told police that there was a break-in and her mother told her just to get out. Sydney said she ran away and when she returned, her mother had been murdered. Now, 50-year-old Brenda Powell suffered a violent attack. She was rushed to the hospital where she was later pronounced deceased. An autopsy would later prove that she had more than 23 stab wounds to the neck. Several hits to the back of her head made by a hard object. She had bruising to her face and extremities. Detectives were quickly able to determine that the break-in was a false story as there was a cast iron skillet and a steak knife left at the scene. Sydney was later arrested and charged with the murder of Brenda Powell and held on a $250,000 bond. Now, according to documents, Sydney bludgeoned her mother to death with a cast iron skillet before stabbing her multiple times to the back of the neck. And what do we think was her motive? Clearly, she did not want her mother to find out that she was being expelled from university. Sydney Powell pled not guilty by reason of insanity. Now, the trial would begin this year and actually on September 7th. The defense claimed that Sydney suffered a psychotic break, claiming she was unaware of her actions towards her own mother. However, the prosecution had Dr. Sylvia Obradovich, a clinical psychologist, interview Sydney. Dr. Bradovich did not agree with the defense. She did indeed diagnose her with borderline personality traits and an unspecified anxiety disorder. Now, Dr. Obradovich did not believe Sydney was suffering from a psychotic break during the brutal attack on her mother. On September 20th, the jury would eventually deliberate for over nine hours before returning a guilty verdict. The now 23-year-old Sydney Powell was found guilty of one count of purposeful murder, 
one count felony murder, one count felony as assault, and one count of tampering with evidence. She is set to have her sentencing hearing for October 28th of this year. That's all I have for this week's case. I hope you guys hop on over to the Facebook group and let me know where you rate this one on the deadbolt test. Well, there you have it, Locksmiths. That is Olivia's case for this week. And a huge shout out to my amazing co-host for taking the time to deliver that case in such detail so that we could cover it on the show. Just so good to hear her voice. I know about y'all, and I know I talk about this all the time, but the idea of a child killing their parent is absolutely terrifying to me. It's also sad on a whole nother level, at least being a parent and thinking about my relationship with my daughter, but the fact that Sydney would rather kill her mother than admit to her that she had been kicked out of school. It's just sad that you can't have that communication or, you know, were you afraid of what that communication was going to lead to or something of that nature? So because of these elements, I have to put this at an eight on the deadbolt test, but we have to throw it out to the locksmiths, our listeners, just like Olivia said, where does the murder of Brenda Powell fall on your deadbolt test? You can let us know, reach out to us on Instagram at check the locks pod, hit us up on Twitter, at check the locks. And if you're not in our Facebook group, what are you doing? Come hang out with us. We would love to get to know you and spend some time with you. Now it is Monday. And the last thing that we would want to do is not read one of your amazing five-star reviews. So this week's review comes from S Lenahan and they said, check the locks is a must for all true crime fans. Current and past crimes are dissected with passion and humor. Olivia is especially captivating and deserves her own show. I love this podcast. And S. Lenahan, I couldn't agree with you more. Olivia definitely is captivating. I am so lucky to have the opportunity to do this podcast with her and not to toot my own horn, but I think she would say the same thing about me. And we just want to say thank you for taking the time to leave us that review. We would love to send you some stuff. We got stickers, buttons, all sorts of little goodies that we'd love to get out to you in the mail. So again, reach out to us on Instagram at check the locks pod, hit us up on Twitter at check the locks, or if you're in our Facebook group, send us a message, slide into our DMS. We would love to get you some stuff sent out. And if you're not a social person, that is totally fine. Head over to check the Click the email button, shoot us over an email, let us know where you're from, and we will get those goodies out to you in the mail. And if you want to have your five-star review read on the show, all you have to do is go over to Apple Podcasts. In fact, there's a link to do so in the description of the episode that you're listening to now. Head over to Apple Podcasts, find our show's homepage, let's check the locks, click all five stars down at the bottom, give us a couple words, sentences, what you like about the show, and we may just read yours. We talk about it all the time, but these reviews are super helpful. They're going to get us into other shows' recommendations. They help new listeners find the show. So they mean more than we could tell you. So if you have the time, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave that review. If you already have left one, just know that we appreciate it so much. And as always, if you are interested in financially supporting Check the Locks, if you like what we do and you want to help out, you can do so by becoming a patron. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Check the Locks to get signed up today. We got exclusive stickers, t-shirts, coffee mugs, all stuff that you can only get for being a patron. Plus, you get the episodes ad-free and early. 
So if you like Check the Locks, but you hate commercials, that is the best way to listen. So again, if you like what we do, you want to help us out, throw us a couple bones, keep the lights on. You can do so by heading over to patreon.com forward slash check the locks and getting signed up today. Plus for our patron members currently keep an eye out on the patron page because we are going to have a special announcement coming Thursday of this week. We don't want you to miss it. Check it out. Should be fun. Can't wait to hear from y'all. And as always, if you can't financially support the show, we definitely understand just listening and sharing what we do with your friends and family means just as much, if not more. So if that is you, you're listening every week, you're hanging out with us, you're sending links to your friends and family, tell them about this little true crime podcast. Just know that that means absolutely the world to us. Again, that is going to help us find new listeners to grow our family, our community, and, you know, just get out in front of as many people as we can. So if that is you, Thank you so much. We appreciate you more than we could put into words. That is all that we have for this week's case, but please make sure that you are subscribed to check the locks on your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week. We've got some special things coming, maybe some voicemails that we've saved, things like that. But we will be back next week with another truly terrifying true crime case. Until then, please don't forget to check the locks. See you guys next week.